0: Welcome to the Conscious Lifestyle Living Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Amanda. And this is the place where we explore
1: the endless possibilities of our divinity through the experience of our humanity. Join us as we laugh, cry, and show our human
0: side while we practice the embodiment of our divine potential.
1: Oh, we are back. Welcome back, everyone. Part three. Is it this series? Yes, yeah, it is part This is three. part three. I was like, is it three or four now? Yeah, yes. we're at three. We're at three. And today we're gonna be talking about um the aspects of relationships, both familial and like romantic relationships. Even friendships. Yeah, friendships too, right? Just relationships in general. Um for at, faith. when you're as yeah, as yeah, you're transitioning. Going through a transition of faith. faith. faith.
0: hmm Okay, so I know um a lot of people that I have talked to experience a lot of discord. That happens in a lot of their relationships as they're starting to step out. As they're starting to maybe question some old ways of being. Especially when it comes around faith and religion. Oh man. And let's say that I definitely haven't experienced some of those aspects in my own process mm-hmm. when I was going through it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Let's just kind of give some frameworks. like, why does that happen? Why do people start maybe not being as kind to you or maybe start challenging you? Yeah. Or they're offended that you're challenging their beliefs? Yeah. You guys, here's the deal. Anytime you... Disrupt. Disrupt, change... A, pro- a program. A program, it's like it's not only affecting just you. You have to realize that you have shown up in other people's programs and other people's reality in a certain way. So when you start to change, it is starting to now question and to disrupt their reality. And think about it, you guys... Sometimes when people have, it's kind of like, have you ever, like, been a little kid and you've built this little, like, Play-Doh castle or your Lego thing? And how Sand does it castle. feel? Sand castle And how does it feel when maybe Big Brother or a friend comes over and starts knocking things down? It's like, hey, don't touch that. I had it just the way that I like it. Why are you doing that? And it can kind of be an annoying and... You know, a frustrating thing when someone just disrupts your little play castle. Yeah. But what is it like when someone comes in and says, "Hey, maybe this reality that you've built your foundation on, it's not real." It's like, wait, what? No, don't do that. I don't like this. Yeah. And so, really, like when if you were to look at it at the aspect of like, yes, think about how much turmoil you might be going through right now with the faith transition. Well, when you're going through that, it doesn't just affect you. Right. And I think that's something to really be aware of Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you aren't an island. You're not a lone wolf. You're not doing everything. Like, you're rural. We're all so, so so connected. connected. It's such a we experience that we're having that when you go through it and you're like, well, this is just my experience and you should just honor it or you should just be okay with it like you guys you are affecting their experience yeah let me give you an example so this is like a personal story about when I went through my um faith transition what was going on and how this is for more of like in a family situation so I remember when I first started going through my faith transition I kept it pretty close close to the chest for about a good like year and a half two years One was because I wasn't secure enough in what I was doing that I couldn't deal with other people's doubts and questions because I didn't even have the answers for myself. Right. So that was a very much... That is a part of the journey for sure. And everyone goes through that part differently. Like sometimes when people like go into it, they're talking about it and they're saying all these different things. And I did not do that because I... I, one of the programs I was stepping out of, and this wasn't just in religion, but it was like in my whole life is like what other people thought about me mattered so much. Yeah. It was yep. a huge thing that I did a lot of things based off of like, what are people going to think of me? Am I fitting the mold of what I think I should be? Do I, do I have the image? And so because of that, that actually, um, not that that's a great program to have, but it served me in this aspect mm-hmm. because it kept me a little bit more protected and insulated against other people's opinions. Yeah. When I was going through this massive, massive transition. So it was about a year and a half, two years in where I finally was secure enough. I'm like, you know what? Nope. I've gone through some of the major questions I've asked. I'm, I feel like I'm good with God. And that's kind of like a whole thing of like how I got to that point. Being a to of Being able to go in yeah. for sure. But I was secure enough into it. Like, yeah, I think I get to be a little bit more transparent and honest with what I'm actually feeling. Because I don't want to portray and project a lie when it's not true, because I, I did I had transitioned that I was no longer identifying as a member of my faith anymore, and so I always felt that before I was gonna come out and actually say anything, and some people never have to, and I don't think you have to. Yeah. If you if you yes. are in a transition, you never want to tell anyone. You guys. I think that's fine too. But for me, I just felt, I was starting to feel a little confining and I felt like I was starting to have to pretend when it wasn't truly how I felt. So I remember I was like, well, I want to tell my family first. My parents already knew because they were actually very active in most of my transition and they were were a very safe place for me to go to to ask questions. And um, so they knew, they kind of knew where I was at most of the time. But my brothers did not. I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother. And I remember, and they're both married to amazing women that I love that I consider sisters. And I remember like, well, before I come out and tell like friends and other people, I felt like I just owed it to them as my close family, my immediate family to let them know where I was at. And I remember at that time, like when I stopped going to church, you guys, I didn't know what to do with my Sundays. (laughs) I didn't. I had been going to church every Sunday for my whole life. And I'm like, what do I do now? So I didn't really know what to do with my Sunday. So I decided that I was going to go out and start like helping the homeless. Like yeah, I go, go serving. I go serving. Cause I'm like, this sounds like a good thing to do on Sunday. So I'd go out and I'd cut their hair. I'd pray for them. I would sit with them. We'd bring them food. And I kind of had a group of people I'd go do it with. And that's what I was doing with my Sundays. And I mentioned that because you'll see in this story. So there was a, I think it was actually a Sunday when my family was having Sunday dinner. I'm like, okay. And I told my parents, I'm going to tell Blake and Andrew, like, I think it's some that, that's, those are my brothers. And I think it's important that they know. And I remember I started to tell them. And you guys, here at this point, because... I love the rel- this story so I, much.
1: I'm just, my face is just, it hurts. <laughs> I'm smiling so hard. So Sorry, because go, of go. this,
0: because um, our, my, the religion I came from is very family oriented. And being a part of the religion also means that like if you do certain things, you can be with your family forever after you die. So that's a family is a very, very big part of the religion I came from. And so me telling them... It's like like
1: one of the cornerstones. Oh, yeah. It is a huge thing. Yeah.
0: So basically me telling them that I wasn't... I was no... I no longer identified as being um, LDS or Mormon anymore. That was almost like saying like, hey, in their mind, saying, hey, I'm... In their mind, I'm not saying that this is what they thought, but it could be saying like, hey, I'm not going to be with you guys after... Like, after this life, like, I will not be a part of this family. I don't believe in this. And so a lot of it could, it's shaking a mm-hmm. lot of the core foundations that we were raised on. Well, and it also triggers loss. Oh,
1: for right? sure. Because mm-hmm. your brothers and parents, you know, who, who have, you know, siblings, whatever it is, is it's like, wait, no, like, I love you and I want to be with you. And now you're opting out. Like, wait, it, is it, it does bring up loss and grief and, mm-hmm. yeah. And so everyone And sometimes has, that first comes out as anger.
0: Yes. So let's say, you guys, everyone has different ways that they um, react to loss or change. And you guys, I come, I have to say, I come from a very, I come from a Mediterranean Greek family where we are very outspoken and we are outspoken in very loud ways. I will be
1: a second witness to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is, sometimes it looks like we're fighting. And so I remember where I'm telling my brothers this and they're like... You know, I have one brother that's a little quieter and one that's a little bit more outspoken. I love them both dearly. And I remember one of my brothers was like almost yelling at me like, "Michelle, you're better than this. You're smarter than this. Why are you doing this?" i remember having this conversation where i kept trying to convince them why my way was right well that first conversation like like the sister-in-law's kind of like went out of the room because it definitely sounded like we were fighting and this is like tender subjects for everybody because everybody in my family very much loves god wants to be a family we Mm -hmm. all love each other and so it's kind of like okay i think i'm guessing for them here's a tender subject we're just gonna go to the other room So that's kind of how the very first conversation goes. They were trying to understand and, you know, being in my family, it looked like an argument, you know? And my one brother was like, Michelle, you're better than this. And I was like, "Smarter than this. Why are you doing this? And in my mind, you know, I was like, wait, but I want you to see, like, I'm just trying to find God. I'm just trying to connect. This is my This is my
1: purpose behind this. Yeah, Yeah, this is
0: my purpose and this is behind this. Anyway, so that very first conversation, let's say it didn't, It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, let's just say it wasn't super great. (laughs) Like, I don't think I felt super heard. I don't know how my brothers felt. Like maybe they didn't feel super heard or understand. So it just so happened at that time. I'm also a hairstylist. And so I was doing hair a lot more back in the day. And so one time I was going over, I was cutting my brother's hair. And again, I'm over at his house. We're having this, like this, obviously this is the topic of conversation right now. Because this is kind of like a big bomb I just put in our family. And so we're having the conversation again, and again, we're getting into it. My sweet sister-in-law leaves the room because we're getting loud. <laughs> and awful. I remember my, my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, my brother's going to make show This doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, wait, it doesn't make any sense. You just want me to go to church, but instead of Sunday, like, I'm going and doing what you guys are sitting in the church talking about. Like In my mind, I'm like, how is this a bad thing? And I do have to say, like, I do have a gift. Like, I have a gift when it comes to religious, spiritual things because I've done so much study on my own. And because of the way that my my mind works, I can lead people down a path through common sense and I can use scripture with questions to show why this would make sense. And sometimes I can lead people to a path at the end of it. They either have to say that they are an idiot because common sense doesn't make sense (laughs) or the religion isn't true. So you guys, not super nice. Like I'll be, I'll be honest. I've gotten reprimanded by God to like Michelle stop. So remember this conversation again, I'm trying to convince my brother, no, this is why this is right. This is why this is good. And all of a sudden I felt like God telling me, Michelle, stop now. And it kind of came in a flash. Like I don't, I mean, people, when you get inspiration, sometimes it just comes the whole idea comes in one big like download. And I remember in that moment, I felt like I had God telling me, Michelle, stop. You are trying to convince him that you are right. And in order for him to do that, it is going to have to shake his foundation. He will have to start start asking questions that he is not even asking. He's not coming to wanting to know and it could shake him in a way that would not be good. You need to stop right now. And all you're trying to do is have him validate your position as like, are you not secure in this? Because that is your own problem. And if you are looking for other people to validate you to say that you're Mm -hmm. okay, which comes back to the old way of thinking, oh, well, there's only one true way. There's only one true way. And if other people agree with me, then I'm right. It was like, Michelle, this is about you and me. You need to stop right now. And I remember when I got that, I stopped. And the other thing too, though, is like I had been doing that in my faith transition where I was creating separation and Mm -hmm. I was trying to wake people up to say like, hey, guys, this isn't working. This isn't working. Well, why would I feel the need to do that? It's exactly what Amanda said. Sometimes we think that there's only one right way. There's only one true way. There's only one true way to connect to God. And there's only the right way. And if I used to think that it used to be my religion, well, now I have this new way. And now I'm trying to convince other people that this is the one true way. You guys, Mm -hmm. I will say that that creates so much separation.
1: Unnecessary
0: pain. Unnecessary pain because it's like, why do you think now that you have the one true way? Yeah. When you thought that you had it before. And what if and this now, one way is and just And now you're yours? still
1: shoving it down people's throats.
0: Yeah, because you guys, I'll, I'll admit, like when I was very, a very avid, um, strong member of my faith, I would do that. No, this is the right way. And I'm going to find ways to convince people that this is where they're going to find the most happiness. You guys, not everybody is going to do it the same way. Yeah. And why do we feel like it has to look like one way? Yeah. Most of the time I found for myself, it was because I was trying to convince myself that I'm going to be okay, Mm -hmm. that this is the right way, that this is, again, the one true way. Yeah. But what happens if you drop that idea? What if there is many different paths and many different ways to take you to this, to place of Mm -hmm. connection with God and it's your true path, but it could look differently for other people. Yeah.
1: Okay. So can I jump in here? Okay. So I'm going to go into a little bit of like a personal experience for me, but on the romantic relationship aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So when I started dating my now husband, I was fully immersed in, um, the Mormon faith, Mm -hmm. um, temple every week. Like I was doing all the things and like, bless my sweet husband's heart. This man went with like went with me on the journey from being like way 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 far swinging on the pendulum into like religion and checklists to swinging the pendulum all the way to the other side of like this is a cult and it's terrible and yada 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 right and then and then he stuck with me right through it to this m- more balanced place. Jeff,
0: you are an amazing soul cuz oh, that journey is crazy man. and to love someone through that whole thing like you get major props for that.
1: Um, So first of all, kudos to him. And I love how Michelle said like a lot of it comes down to when when you're going through change, you will try and like bring people in to help soothe your deepest, most darkest core wounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so mine was my one of my core wounds has been the fear of being alone okay being isolated and alone Mm -hmm. and as I was going through this like questioning of of the religion I was in questioning of the faith questioning of the beliefs um I was getting pretty clear that like I was being led a different direction yeah um and it did feel the most light and expansive for me for my journey and here I started dating this guy who like my soul you guys my soul loves this man's soul (laughs) and And I knew that I wanted to be partnered with him, but it was like, holy crap, how do I do this? Because even now, my husband, he is still, he still is like a member of the church. He is like a practicing member. Um, Like he loves, he loves the religion. Mm -hmm. Um, He loves the teachings of it. And like we mentioned in a previous episode, like he's got a completely different relationship to religion than anybody else I had ever met, mm-hmm. right? Because he was raised by, you know, by a mom, by parents who said, don't just believe, don't just blindly believe, question, mm-hmm. right? So he grew up questioning everything. I grew up blindly believing, okay? Mm-hmm. Totally different experiences. And there came a point in time where I was, we had we had been dating long distance. I was moving to Utah from Arizona and there was this moment where I was like, I get to get really real and really honest with where I'm at. And he gets to know who he's dating. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, hey, like I'm coming from, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving to your state. And I, you just get to know that I'm leaving everything Mormon in Arizona. And you get to know that that's who's coming. And you also get to have the choice of, is that what you want?
0: Because that's not what you signed on to in the beginning.
1: That is not what we signed on to in mm-hmm. the beginning. He was dating a woman who was fully immersed in the same faith that he was fully immersed in. And, and that's a big thing in our faith.
0: Like it in is. the Mormon faith. It is very much it's like you kind of taught like yes it's going to be easier if you're on the same path. Mm-hmm. And you're raising your family in a certain right. way. Like that's very much a core teaching of that religion.
1: And, and so I knew that I got to not false advertise. Mm-hmm. And I got to just be honest. And that he got to have... You know, agency, choice of yep. is this what I want? Is and is this and and you guys? That was a really hard conversation to have because my core wound being like fear of being alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was basically priming myself for like the ultimate rejection because I it was was tri- tripping over that because I'm not enough and mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. Yep. Right. Old stories, all mine. Right. But I was just projecting them on. On my then boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I I told Jeff that. He paused. He got really quiet. It was probably only like 10 seconds. Did it feel like an hour? No, it felt like 10 years. <laughs> and I was like, everything inside of me got sick. And I'm crying, like feeling all the feels. And then Jeff says, he's like, I when I check in, I feel like I get to stay right here. Like, this isn't done. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that if we are both genuinely seeking truth, we're going to find ourselves in the same spot, even if our journeys look different. Mm -hmm. You guys, that's the basis. Like, that was a new foundational spot for our relationship to start building on. And I will tell you right now, my journey into spirituality and into connecting to God looks night and day different from my husband's. Not, and still does. Like, and still yeah. does. But here's what's so cool about that. When, like, I have a belief that part of what we want to experience here on the planet is unconditional love. Yep. We talk about unconditional love all the time. You want to know a really uh, amazing way to experience unconditional love? Be in a partnership where you have two different belief systems. And yet you still just
0: choose to love one another. Because that's a big thing is we talk about unconditional love. But it's like we're wanting people to love us however we show up. But do we do that for other people? Mm-hmm. Like are we being like, hey, you want to know what? You literally think completely different than I do. Because yep. you want to know what? It's really easy to love someone. It's like, oh, we agree with each other. Yeah. Oh, we're on the same page. Yep. And we support the different things. And it's like we're wanting other people to do that for us. But are we willing to do that for other people mm-hmm. when they show up and say like, I don't agree with you. Yeah. I think you were crazy. Yep. You are probably maybe going to not end up in heaven. Right. Or, or even saying, I didn't sign up for
1: this. Right. Mm-hmm. Jeff could have been like, I didn't sign up for this. This is not what I want. I'm out. And and you do see that a lot in when one person in the partnership or one person in the family mm-hmm. shakes up what the original agreement was. Yep. You guys, here's the thing. The only thing that is consistent in this life is change. Yep and sometimes that does mean change in belief systems mm-hmm. in belie- like w- what what like i once believed i might not believe i might i might have either expanded my view or whatever it is
0: mm-hmm.
1: created a new belief within myself and holy crap how do i navigate that within a relationship that yep. right so so if you are in a relationship where one person is fully anchored in what the original agreement was and really beyond that what the faith like anchored in that faith Mm -hmm. and another partner is not what I want to tell you is that it's actually possible to still have love there to still have connection there to still experience something really beautiful because mine and Jeff's love is unlike any other love that I've experienced simply because he loves me in my journey and I love him in his journey and we both are
0: okay not having the same journey. Which I think is a really important thing to look at. It's like, okay, you guys, again, if you've been going on this series, we talk about this whole journey is about coming back to you. Your connection with God, your connection to yourself, and what's being created on the inside is what what you're experiencing on the outside has been created on the inside. So if you are on this journey and you are experiencing some maybe shakeup in relationships, maybe Mm -hmm. relationships leaving, maybe some really hard things. How is it, if you're wanting them to accept you on your new path, can you accept them, them to stay on <gasps> yes. the path that they are on, even though... That resonates deepest, for them. Yeah, because the deepest part of their heart, they're like, no, I believe that my path is right. Because you're probably thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, and maybe in your head you're thinking, well, no, but if you just saw how much freedom this would give me, if you saw how much, you know, how you'll be so much happier. You guys, how do you know that they're not experiencing what you're feeling right now? being in that religion because that is the biggest thing that I saw is like being able to come from that point is like you guys being LDS and Mormon is great for my brothers they absolutely thrive there it gives them a place to serve it gives them a place for them to teach their children about God and that and it works for them who am I to come in and say no but this is better you guys, mine was up and down and all over the place and crazy and chaotic. And it took me to the place that I wanted to go. You guys, but it was where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that we know what's better for someone else? Isn't that what we didn't like about religion? Isn't that the very thing of why maybe a lot of you have stepped out? Is because other people were telling you what's best for you. Well, in what aspects are you doing that for other people? Just because you're having an experience... If they're not asking a question and they're not saying, well, you know, well, tell me about that. I have found that I got to get really careful about what I said and I didn't say. Because if someone's not asking the question and they don't want to see something different, me going in and throwing information to try to shake them up and wake them up, who's to say that I know that that's what they need? And you want to know what's super funny? So
1: I was at a point... Where I was like, I got to wake Jeff up. I'm going to shake him up and wake him up. You guys, do you want to know what? If you are the person that's doing that, I'm going to tell you right now, you are the sleepiest person in the room.
0: Yep. Because how is that any different than what you just left? Yep. How is that any different than coming from a religion that tells you this is the right way, this is how you have to think, this is how you have to connect Mm -hmm. to God, and now you've just taken yourself out of that box, put yourself (laughs) back into a new one with what you think are better words, a better way of being. Right. Because if you want to experience unconditional love and unconditional acceptance, you get to go first. Yep. And, And you guys, it was like a, oh man, it was a big
1: slap in the face the day that I realized, Oh, oh, I was, I just did to my husband what I was complaining about, quote unquote, religion doing to me. And you want to know what my husband did? He stood in love the whole time. Mm -hmm. He was the most woke person (laughs) in the room while I was still figuring out my stuff. And so it is, it's like unconditional love. There's, there's this, um so miracles, right? Mm-hmm. Miracles happen in the place of like juxtaposition, meaning that there are two aspects of something that it seems like they don't play well together. Mm-hmm. It seems like they, they, there is no way that that can work. You guys, if you are finding yourself in a place where you're looking at it and you're like, there's no way this can work, what I'm telling you is you are right on the precipice of a miracle if you choose to move in the space of miracles. And
0: and ask a better question.
1: Ask a better question mm-hmm. and choose love.
0: Mm-hmm. Because what can come from that is like you guys kind of finishing up, like I told you, when I first came out and um, and told my family, and I had my brother who was like yelling at me, telling me that I'm better than this, I'm smarter than like you're, you're better than this, you're smarter than this, Michelle. You guys, I remember coming out of that and I had that big thing, like I told you, that inspiration I had from God. is was like, Michelle, you get to stop trying to convince people because it's not very kind. Well, then I was like, okay, well, what do I do though? Because I really do believe that this is making me a happier, better mm-hmm. person. And I remember my mom actually said something to me. She's like, Michelle, they're going to be watching you. And you could take that like, oh, you need to prove something. But I just remember being like, oh, what you're right. Know? Yeah. And what do I want them to see? And I remember, it's not even so much like, what, what do I get to, like, how do I get to act to manipulate them into seeing that this is better? It's like, no. But I realized, though, that the people that I followed, it was example. It mm-hmm. was, I'd watch, the, I would watch people's lives and what they would create in their lives if I wanted to listen to what they had to say or not. Because yes. I, I could see a lot of things where people would say one thing and they do something different. And I was like, oh. Yeah, result. 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 We're looking for results Totally. Here. And looking... those don't come overnight or through words. No. Exactly. So I was like, okay. So I just decided, I was like, you know what? If I want them to unconditionally accept me, I get to unconditionally accept them. And I started there. And then I just got to work on myself. And I kept going back to like, okay, God, what do I get to do next? And through my journey, I was showing my family. And I kind of know this because my mom would be like, oh, man, you know, like your brother said this. You know, they saw that I got kinder, that I got happier. You guys, I struggled with depression so bad where... They would get really concerned about it. I was like, Is Michelle gonna be okay? But I got to the point where they saw me being happy. I showed up and I served them just because mm-hmm. I wanted to. I would babysit their kids for free. I would just show up to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. How are you? I wanna know I want you to know that I love you. I did not bring up religion. And if they brought up religion to me, I would always be like, Hey, you wanna I went back to the basics. I just want to connect with God. That cause that was my truth. And I just wanna seek what truth, like what truth is for me. And I absolutely honor where you get to be. You guys, so it took about six years and I decided because for me, I wanted to be loved and I wanted to have connection. So every experience I had with my family, I showed up and I did that. Mm -hmm. And whatever they came at me with, because sometimes it was like, well, Michelle, I think you're wrong about this and I think you're wrong about that. I decided that I'm choosing that they love me and I'm choosing to that they're saying that because they love me. And so I would decide that whatever came in, I filtered it through that filter, even if I didn't fully believe it. Because you know what? what? If you don't believe that you're worthy of love, and if you don't believe that that's a reality you get to experience, that's the filter you're going to see things. So Mm -hmm. I decided to be like, nope, I'm just going to choose that my family loves me. And how they show up is that they just love me. And there were certain times where I'm like, hey, I can't handle this. If they're going to say something to me that's going to go against what I'm in right now so sometimes I'd have to distance myself a little bit but I didn't come up and tell them I'm drawing a boundary and you're you're doing things that I don't like I would just realize oh hey I'm a little tender right now so I get to kind of do for me what needs to happen to make sure that my tenderness that I get to take care of myself and so sometimes I'd have a little bit more distance but I would always choose to show up in love and I would choose whatever they're coming back to me is them it's love even if it looks like it's love and barbed wire packages and they're trying to get me to do something different and they're telling me that they're wrong, that I'm wrong. I was like, nope, I they're telling, my my perception was they're telling me that because they love me. Well, you guys, it took six years and I got to do so much inner work, so much healing, so much connection with God, figuring out who I am and what it is that I'm wanting to experience here in life. And I remember it got to the point where I was so okay that if my brothers never accepted where I was at. It didn't bother me. I still loved them. And our relationship has gotten, had gotten, our relationships had gotten better, even better than when we were all part of the same religion because of the inner work that I got to do. And I always believe that when we're all connected, so when you're doing your inner work, it's blessing other people too. And so I remember I got into the point where like, things were just good in our family. Like there was no tension about it. They were totally fine with where I was at. And There came a day where one of my brothers, and actually it happened where my mom said at first, she's like, Michelle, you're never going to believe this. I was like, what? I was like, your brother told me that he's been watching you and he's actually really proud of you. You guys, first off, I don't think I've heard my brother say that about anybody, like (laughs) ever. Like my brother's awesome, but he's very masculine and very much just like this guy, just like tough, like, you know, he loves you, but doesn't really say it all that often. I was like, wait, What? It's like yeah he says he's really proud of you like watching your journey and where you've done like he's really proud of you and i was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. you guys it was really cool but it also didn't really change anything inside of me i yeah. was already so okay yeah. that it was like when it showed up it was cool like it's totally like a cool present that came but it wasn't going to it wasn't going to change anything either way for me but then i got to have the experience probably like a week or two later where I was in the car with my brother, and we were at, like, a family reunion, and we had decided to go get donuts, and so it was just me and my brother in the car, which doesn't happen very often, and we were just kind of talking, and he just said, like, hey, Michelle, like, I'm like, did mom tell you? Like, she probably told you, but I just want to know, like, I'm really proud of you. Like, watching your journey has been really, really cool, and it's given me the opportunity to be able to look into more of, like, why I believe what I believe and, you know, being able to go deeper into my own spirituality, which... was such a cool experience that it's like, when you're having something to be, when you're going through this experience, what is it that you're wanting to experience at the end of it? Are you wanting to have more love? Yes. Are you wanting to have more connection? Are you wanting it to be able to open up, like not even space within yourself, maybe other people? Well, having that experience of having my brother tell me that he was proud of me, you guys, I got to, I got to, I got to for six years. And I got to work on myself to show up and choose love and connection in every interaction I had with my family, Mm -hmm. regardless of what they are saying, regardless Mm -hmm. of what they are thinking. And because I held that for so long, it opened up a possibility that our family could come closer together out of this because that is a reality. The same way that Amanda got closer with her husband and to having an experience where the relationship was better than it had ever been same thing in our family I think that my family is closer because of this because of this not not like oh man hopefully it doesn't like destroy the family but you have that is a choice that you alone get to choose every single time you show up what is that what is it that you're wanting to experience if it's love and connection how do you get to choose that in every interaction that you have Mm -hmm. and when you move towards that just the way that your emotions, your mind, your spirit work, it will start directing you towards that outcome. Yep. And you'll get to do things to help take you to there. Because it's very, be very clear on your intentions. Be very clear where you want to go and mm-hmm. what you want to experience. Because when you're clear on what you want and you're clear on what you want to go, everything will conspire for you to take you to that point. Yep. Every interaction that you have. Things that you're inspired to do. And sometimes that inspiration gets to be... I get to distance myself for a little bit yep. because I want to show up in that way and I realize right now I feel too wounded and too hurt and too scared and if I show up, I'm going to lash out. You guys, if you know that, that's not the time. That's not the time to try to go in there and be like, we get to have a good relationship. No. No, you get to take the space when you need to mm-hmm. and you get to show up in the way that you want to and knowing what you want to create will help your mind and your spirit and your emotions take you down that path because our experience through this is that our faith transition literally gave us everything that we wanted. And you yep. guys, it gave us everything that we wanted in our relationship. Yep. Relationships, career-wise, like within our own bodies, like connecting to ourselves. Mm-hmm. It really has been the biggest gift. And it's what you're choosing to focus on, where you're choosing to have it take you, and then showing up every single day committed to that. It, yeah, in alignment with that. Mm-hmm. Because it really, you guys, it can be. Your relationships can be 100 times better because you're in this transition if you are willing to shift a perspective to be able to see it. If you are wanting more information or to see what we are up to, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Sophrenic Collective. Have an amazing day.